Languages to music. Languages to music. Languages to music. Languages to music. Welcome everybody to the Languages to Music Africa Special Podcast with very special guests today for Swahili Music, Frankie Maston. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Oh, it's so nice to have you. I wish I could be interviewing you in Dar es Salaam. But... Oh, yes. <laughs> it would have been really nice to host you here in this heat. Oh, please. Please. I'm, I'm really the first, the first plane out. It's so nice to connect with you. I've, you know, I'm a recent discoverer of your music through our, our lovely mutual friend, Jennifer, and the Lounge, Lyricist Lounge, Tanzania. And yeah, so I'm really excited to interview you about your music journey and also the languages you speak and how you mix those two. So... Ready? <laughs> so, so tell tell us tell us which which languages do you speak? So, um, I speak English and Kiswahili, those two, um, and uh, I am. I'm, I, I know a few I know a few words from the uh, from Rwandese. Then that's because I am a mix of Tanzania and Rwandese. It's um I feel like this is such a failure that I do not know many words. I just know a few and I can swear to you the first word, the first one this word that I know is Dagokubita. And basically that means that means I will smack you. Because oh. I've been <laughs> Okay, that's a useful word, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because like it's like you're gonna get a spanking, Frankie. Since I was a child, like my mom was like Dagokubita. Like I was just very stubborn and so I heard that word so many times and it's the first Rundis word I ever learned <laughs> so, so so was Kinyarwanda the first language you learned and then Kiswahili later no it was it was okay so actually it was both English and Swahili however I'd say Kiswahili first because I come from a household where we speak Kiswahili like that is it so Kiswahili first and then English however like I, I learned them both at the same time growing up mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it was kind of like they're like they're they're, they're chasing each other <laughs> okay, amazing and don't feel bad about only having one word in kenya ronda i'm always beating myself up about my tigrinia <laughs> but it doesn't help me learn it faster so <laughs> <laughs> well i know i'm not alone so you know i feel i'm good i'm good i'm not yeah, alone <laughs> exactly singing bilingual so <laughs> when did you know you wanted to be a singer well let me see i always loved singing since i was a child um since i was like i remember when i was in third uh, i was in third grade that's when i was like nine years old if not eight years old i just loved singing i used to print out lyrics from Celine dion's oh Celine dion's music and i was like i want to pull the knot so i always loved singing and then when i was 13 years old that was the first time i literally stood on stage to perform but still at that moment I did not know and I did not think that I was ever going to be a musician or I ever thought that this would be a career all I wanted to be was I would grow up and be at a point a doctor and then when I was 15 years old um, my dad passed away and somehow 
I don't know. At that same time, I also got so much inspiration to just, I'm like, to, to, I, I got inspired to dive into my talents. And that's also, I feel like it's also because my dad was so into art. Mm-hmm. And so I dived into fashion and music. I'm also a fashion designer in science. So I was just like, all right, let me explore all of this. Um, all of the gifts that I'm given. Now, it fast forward to when I was now around 21 years old. That's when I said, okay, uh, I will, I will take this seriously, and I will just, I will try write some music. I will, um, I, I, I will put myself out there, uh, network with people. And first time I performed was I think four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I performed in like a a gig where I'm getting paid and there's like you know people coming in to buy drinks and food and and to listen to you you see so um and it's been after after a while because I hadn't performed for a long time so that's when I remember performing um at a at an open mic event and everyone went crazy and everyone was like do you do this for a living and that's when I was like okay probably this could be something that I can do and then I, t- I started taking it seriously and that's when I started doing music officially four years back yes amazing you have the most killer voice i'm glad you made that decision so thank you you make your amazing stage outfits too oh yes oh yes honey Time I'm about to perform, I always think of like, you know, what am I going to look like this time? One time I remember my favorite one was when we were doing Halloween and I went in as, because I always do two outfits or sometimes three. So I went in as an angel and I had wings and I was, I was feeling that look. I was feeling it and everyone was just going crazy. And I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. And then I changed to then a red outfit, which was me being the devil. So I was like, yeah, you better see both sides of us humans. We've got a good side and a bad side. So there you go. <laughs> it was it's always fun to play with fashion. So you make <laughs> three outfits per show? I make sometimes two, sometimes three, but never one. The other reason because the other is that I change outfits is also people don't know this. They feel like Frankie, you're so sassy. You are such a show off. I'm like, no, I really need to change outfits because it's really hot in Dar. And I need because I always sweat in the first outfit. So I'm like, okay, I need to change this. So I always have like a backup so I can, you know, freshen up and just feel fresh. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. So (laughs) thank you. So I've heard your your song, I've heard you sing in Swahili and in English. So what are some of your favorite songs in Swahili or who are some of the Swahili? So Celine Dion obviously inspired you with English, right? Oh, yeah. Who were your kind of big idols in Swahili music? Um, first person is Lady JD from Tanzania. I love that lady. She's inspired me. I remember singing her music when I was as I was still when I was young, exploring Celine Dion and Whitney Houston's music. I was exploring with her music as well, learning, and I was just being inspired by her. And um, you have Ray C and. Um, let me see let me see let me see i have some 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 songs from from south african artists that i listened to and that is yvonne shaka shaka and miriam makeba they they have some songs where they they sang some swahili and i love them there was like uh, uh yvonne shaka shaka did this song there's like there's some 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 swahili in there i hear so i was like okay that's it i'm loving this and that's those those are the artists i grew up listening to and they inspired me 
Amazing. I guess it's hard to say when it's your kind of native language sometimes, but is there anything in particular you like about Swahili? Like, for example, I don't speak it, but I love, I think it sounds really musical, like when I hear people speaking it. Or mm -hmm. is there anything in particular you, you appreciate about it? I do. There's so many things, actually. So one is um, how... I honestly, Swahili is a powerful language and here's how, and here's what I mean. It's a very strong language. Um, if I curse you in English, mm. it sounds sometimes okay. But if I curse you and say the same word in Swahili, Jesus knows it's going to be a battle. Like if I say a curse word in Swahili, it's just too strong. I cannot handle if somebody curses me in Swahili. I can't. You have to sit down. <laughs> yeah. If it, and, it's, and this is the same word. This is the same word. So there is that. But also, there's. The, I, I I talked about the curse, but I'm also talk, I'm going to talk about beautiful words like nakupenda. Mm -hmm. I believe, honestly, this is even something we used to debate with, with with my friends back in high school. We were like, if a guy says to me, "I love you," I'd be like, "Okay, I love you too." But if he says to me nakupenda, I'm like, "Listen, yes, put a ring on it." It's like. Even the beautiful, even the good words, even even when somebody blesses you in, in, in Swahili, it feels more powerful. Mm -hmm. And that's just one thing I love about our language. If I speak in Swahili, if I'm talking to my friends and, and, and the conversation goes to Swahili, it is serious. You, you see what I mean? Apart from just that it's our it's our first language, it's our, it's, it's our national language. It's not just that, it's, it's, it's just powerful. And um, the other thing I like, which is pretty much the same concept, is when I write music in Swahili, some of my friends have told me, Frankie, when you write in Swahili, you sound so romantic. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah, 2021 romance, bring it. Bring uh -huh. it. So <laughs> You know what? From now on, I am not going to flirt in English. I'm going to flirt in Swahili because I speak Swahili. Do it in Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything. Like I will just and it, it it makes sense for me. If I want to tell you something and if I want to tell you that I love you and I mean it, I will tell you now. And if I want to curse you real good, I will pick a Swahili word. <laughs> that is good to know. Are there any? favorite like sayings in Swahili that you have any favorite expressions or something that you use a lot well you know when it there's some things that come and go <laughs> okay this one there's some things that come and go right now currently there's a there are some phrases like there is one these are like street stuff there's like one that goes like wah, wah, I swear you <laughs> If people hear this, they would actually people wouldn't believe I, I, I would say this because um, it's like it's like a word that has has it came from more like more like not in my circles. Mm. OK, but then there's something so cool about it. But also there is um, there is uh, there is another phrase that 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 goes as hilo nalo neno. Basically, that means that means um 
Now that's word, something like that. Like when somebody says something that is really, that slaps, something that is really, really strong and powerful, we go like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, this is a few phrases that me and my friends would just say. And then there's one where me and my friends, when we see a person and we're trying to figure them out, if you know what I mean, we're always like, um, we would, I would ask him this. I'd be like, um, <laughs> basically he's like um is there an issue here and he'll be like mm-hmm, yeah meaning like there is a big issue and that's like our our own inside joke it's a it's an inside joke that um it's like it, it means something oh god this one oh, forget about this one but yeah there's a few words <laughs> there's a few there's a few phrases a few words that um that yeah that I really like some Swahili words that wouldn't pass a date without me saying. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. What were what were your experiences like learning languages at school? Most of the time when I asked people, um, it was it had plenty of, of room to be improved. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know, did you have to learn another language at school? Did you have a choice? Um, do you remember how you were taught, whether it was effective? Okay. Honestly, it was not, if you ask me. And I think part of the reason is um, growing up, um, I feel like for me, it's easier to learn a language naturally as opposed to like, let's now sit here and seriously learn it. I'll be the same person that would just go to a country where they speak French and I'll just put myself in there and figure it out. I would not go to class for it that's just me that is just me because i feel like when it when it's made too serious it scares me mm. yeah but when it's like it comes naturally for me specifically language when it comes naturally it comes i learn it real quick and so yeah so learning in school i remember i had to learn french it was quite tough because now i have to be tested about about it and it was like too serious it wasn't uh, but then, but then, I remember there's a time when I was, um, I was, I, I, I stayed in camp for like a month or two with so many French-speaking um, friends, and they were talking so much French, like they were speaking a lot of French, like they were not using English, because yeah. we were like, okay, it's like so many people here, so we speak English so we can understand each other. But then there was a time when I felt like, oh, I'm all alone here. But then. <laughs> Beauty of the beauty of it is because is that when they were speaking French, I could learn, I could hear, and I could understand. There is a way I could just understand, and so for me, it's easier to learn it naturally as opposed to when I learned it back in school. It was really hard. I forgot everything. Yeah, it's very disconnected. I find I didn't really learn French until after school when I was working. Mm-hmm in French and finding music I liked in French it just really didn't mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it becomes more interesting yeah. if you ask me and yeah. straight to the point instead of kind of practice 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 for conversations yes. you're having you're kind of thrown into the conversations already uh-huh. oh one time I remember when we were in secondary school we used to have a teacher who would walk in class and only speak French while she's teaching us French that was just for me, it was like, okay, now who are you talking to? <laughs> we don't get what you're saying. But then it was also, it was, it was honestly, it was a waste of time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people really, you know, promote never translating, always, always speaking in the main language. And then mm-hmm. some 
need you know that translation and prefer that i prefer yes, i'm that person yeah i prefer some translation too and or at least just at the beginning so if i'm learning a song and someone tells me the meaning in swahili um and you know, tells me the meaning in english and then i learn it just so i know what i'm getting into i guess i like that support <laughs> and you know, yeah. practice it in the language you want to learn do you think musicians have an advantage in learning a language i think so I think so because I feel like when it comes to learning anything um, through art, it's 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 an it's a, it's an advantage because art is entertain art is fun art is inspiring art is entertaining and so music specifically is entertaining it's fun to listen to music so sometimes you listen to a song you already know all the words. Sometimes even properly, you can speak, you can you can you can sing it with the pronunciations properly. And sometimes, when you're when you're told what the words mean, you somehow pick a few words and they they just stay in you. You learn them right then and there. I know a song that I you know I, I can sing in French. Oh yeah, but I know a song that I can sing in French, but I honestly do not know what it means until somebody tells me someday. Mm-hmm. what it means but i love it i enjoy it and i that way i feel like um there's a song in so in, in french and there's a song in zulu as well i think that's zulu a south african a southern african language that i know how to sing from the very beginning to the very end and um I, and i learned a few, the me- meanings of a few words from that song easily because they're in a song Mm-hmm. not because somebody said them to me and told me what they meant yeah. because they're in a song yeah i think songs once they're in your head it's just impossible to forget it especially if it's a song you you love but even a, a song that you don't love there's so many catchy songs that stay in your head even if you yes. <laughs> if you don't want them yeah. does yeah. give you enable you to understand other languages like you know are there links when you hear Zulu or Kinyarwanda are there similar words yes there are so many especially the southern african uh the southern african languages like your zulu your 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 tosa like there's so many words that sometimes i hear and i'm just like yeah i know that it's it's the same in swahili or it sounds just a little bit different yeah there's so many words and i cannot think of anyone right now but i know there's so yeah. many words <laughs> yeah yeah and can you um can you tell are there strong accent differences so can you if someone speaks can you tell immediately if they're from you know kenya or tanzania or congo or when yes. they yes yes okay. yeah i feel like there's an accent kenyans have an accent people from Uganda have an accent uh when they use Swahili right when they speak Swahili uh people from Rwanda have an accent which i really find interesting and fascinating um people from Congo like yeah even even when a South African speaks Swahili there's always an accent you will know that this person is is South African this person is Kenyan this person is Rwandese this person is Congolese you know that yeah and mm-hmm. since- since the series that I'm working on now I'm really focusing on on African languages if you could speak any other African languages which ones would you want to learn oh there's a lot okay now I, I, have, to, I have, to, have to I have to juggle in my mind and pick one <laughs> right <laughs> yeah just one I think I am going any any African language mm-hmm. hmm. 
I'm gonna have to go for. I think. Okay, now this is tricky because um, I cannot tell the difference, and that's only because I haven't focused on telling the difference. But there, I think it's Zulu. Mm-hmm. I think it's Zulu. But then you see, yeah, in, I, and like I would go down to South Africa, and the reason is there's a reason. Um, I remember there's a time I was performing at the South African High Commission here. They had an event here. It was oh yeah, it was National Day, uh, National Day, South African National Day, and so they had the South Af- the Southern African the South African High Commission in Tanzania had an event, and I was booked to perform in this event. And our uh, the High Commissioner at that time was a really like he loves music. He was so in, he's so interested in music. He can play instruments. He loves to sing. He's got a beautiful voice himself. So I remember when he when when I was booked, he reached out and he said, "Whenever you're practicing, I have a few songs for you to sing." And he gave me a, a list of a few songs that I have to sing. And the, the the South African national anthem was one of them. And then he also asked me to invite him for rehearsals, just so he can see how I'm doing, but also just so he can also have some fun and rehearse with us. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? So I remember. I learned the South African national anthem in literally a day, and I I I I could I could sing the whole of it. So when he came by, he said something. <laughs> he said, "Frankie, you were first South African before you were Tanzanian." And the, the reason <laughs> the reason he said that was because of how I was pronouncing the words perfectly, mm-hmm. and I was singing it like. And also, it was easier for me because it sounds it goes a little bit like our national anthem. So, but then it was the language for him that it was the way I was pronouncing the words. And the South African, um, the South African uh, national anthem has many languages in it. You have so many languages in it. There's even Afrikaans in there. There is some Zulu. There is English in there. So you know, there's a lot of languages. So he was, he was really, he was really like fascinated. He was like, wow. And so that reason being that reason, also because I love South Africa, I would pick. Any South African language, the first one that comes to me, I will learn that. And the music is so beautiful. Oh yes, I mean, talk about that. And you learn it even easier with the music. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I want to get into discovering your music via the workshop, but I have one more question. Uh-huh. Um, I always think it's interesting how music ties into memory, and how you know, we hear a song where. We can be transported back to a specific moment in time or specific yes. feeling. Uh, so, what was your earliest music memory? Was it the Celine Dion songs you loved, or was there something earlier? What's the first music-related memory you have? First music-related memory I have. It's this one. Um, I remember every day for some reason. There was um, there was some gospel song that was that was playing, um, and I always thought it was my mom singing it. Mm. If you ask me to sing it right now, I can't sing it. I, it was more because I, I I was still young, so I don't remember the words. I never even knew what the what the words were, but I only I knew it was a gospel song, and so that is my earliest music memory it even takes me back to the house i can literally see the house right now in my mind i can see the living room where i could hear the song almost every day and the the lady that was singing that song 
had a very specific voice that sounded like my mom's and it always played when my mom was not around so i always thought my mom is went to the radio to sing it so <laughs> that's, the, that's the one thing i always remember um and it was back then when we stayed we were, we were we lived in arusha so it also takes me back to um when we were not in dar es salaam and we lived in arusha and it's all good memories Oh beautiful. Well, Frank, thank you so much for sharing a bit of your your music and language feelings and experience with us here. Fantastic. I'm excited to learn more about your own music which is in the playlist for everyone to Yes. <laughs> really a Santisana. Language Santi. to music. Oh, oh, oh.